Does your family include a dog or a cat? Would you like to be better educated on how to advocate for their health naturally? Then why not check out all of the amazing resources on naturallyhealthypets.com? Dr. Judy Morgan is a trusted advisor and a regular guest here on the Dog-Eared Podcast. She has over 38 years experience as an integrative veterinarian, acupuncturist, chiropractor, food therapist, author, speaker, podcast host, and owner of Dr. Judy Morgan's Naturally Healthy Pets. Dr. Judy's goal is to change the lives of pets by educating and empowering pet parents just like you in the use of natural healing therapies and minimizing the use of chemicals, vaccinations, and poor quality processed food. Head on over to naturallyhealthypets.com where you'll discover healthy product recommendations, comprehensive courses, the Naturally Healthy Pets podcast, informative blogs, upcoming events, and so much more. Again, that's naturallyhealthypets.com, the place to learn how to give your pet the vibrant life that they deserve. It's the first Monday of the month, which means it's time for the wonderful Dr. Judy Morgan. We've got two fantastic questions today. Dr. Judy Morgan, CVM, CVA, CVCP, and CVFT has over 37 years experience as an integrative veterinarian, acupuncturist, chiropractor, food therapist, author, and speaker. Dr. Morgan owned and operated two veterinary hospitals that offer an integrative approach combining holistic medicine with traditional Western techniques. Her goal is to change the lives of over 10 million pets by educating and empowering pet owners worldwide in the use of natural healing therapies and minimizing the use of chemicals, vaccinations, and poor quality processed food. Dr. Judy, welcome. Happy to be here. All right. So Dr. Judy, our first question from a listener named Liz. I live in an area with a lot of deer ticks. I hate using conventional tick treatments, but I'm also very concerned about Lyme. Is there something natural I could use that really works? So one of the biggest problems that um, we hear is people being concerned about Lyme disease. And Lyme disease is... uh, a little bit patchy as far as where it occurs. We definitely see a lot more incidents in the um, upper Northeast, the Pacific Northwest, and the center of the country, like in the Michigan area. Um, But really, we shouldn't be concerned just about Lyme disease and Lyme disease ticks, because there are about a dozen different diseases that are that the ticks can carry to our dogs. So we really want to be concerned more about keeping ticks off our dogs than worrying about Lyme. And the Lyme vaccine is not very good. It's not that effective. It only has about a 60% efficacy um, for dogs who have been exposed to Lyme disease in the past. It has about an 80% efficacy if you start as puppies who have never been exposed or if you have an adult dog who's never been exposed. Um, So I'm not a fan of the vaccine because I'm really more a fan of let's keep the ticks off our dogs so that we present we prevent all tick-borne diseases, not just Lyme. Um, and we really don't want the dogs bringing the ticks in the house where we are going to get exposed. 
And uh, when you get a tick infestation, ticks are much more difficult to get rid of than other things because they are very resistant to chemicals even. Uh, I had one of my homes get infested with ticks one time and it was not fun. They were literally climbing up the walls and I could see them and I don't like bugs. So that was not a fun time. That's horrifying. <laughs> it is. And all of my dogs got Lyme disease. So what happened is we were driving to the shore. And my Doberman at the time said, I got to go potty right now. I, as a mom, said, you should have done that before we left home. And he said, yeah, but I didn't. So we're stopping now. And we were in what's called the Pine Barrens in New Jersey, which is all pine trees and a lot of under undergrowth and underbrush. And we're on this back road. And that is exactly where ticks like to live. They love to be in wooded areas with a lot of underbrush. And the grass along the side of the road was about two and a half feet tall. So here's my dog and I standing along the side of the road. He's going potty. We get back in the car. We drive to the shore. We don't think anything about it. We go home after the weekend, go back the next weekend, and there were literally ticks crawling up the walls. And so that was lesson learned for me of, oh, my gosh, wrong place to stop and let the dog out. Right. Now, how'd you get rid of the ticks? Because I'm sure people are wondering. Yeah. So this was before I knew anything about holistic medication or holistic treatments. Um, so at the time, and all of my dogs got Lyme disease, so everybody had to get antibiotics. You know, when you walk in the door and the dog is standing there on three legs, holding their leg up and they have a swollen, warm joint and you go, uh, poo. Um, so it, it was kind of a fiasco. I think we had four dogs at the time. Uh, so they all had to get treated with antibiotics, which was wonderful. It worked great and everybody did fine. Um, and at the time, I didn't know about any alternative treatment methods. So what I did is I applied a topical um, tick. It's not even a preventative chemical. I applied topicals to my dogs at the time. And I treated all the dogs. And what happened is all the ticks, because they were hungry after being in the house by themselves for a week with nobody there, they all jumped on the dogs to feed, and that killed all the ticks. So it was a very simple solution to get rid of them. Um, not, it's not what I would recommend now because we have natural solutions. But like I said, ticks are more resistant than fleas. It's harder to get rid of ticks than fleas. So I, the real recommendation is don't get in nests of fleas and don't, or ticks and don't bring them into your house. It's really ugly. Um, so what we do now, and I have not used flea and tick chemicals on my dogs in probably 15 years now, um, and we don't have problems. And if I had had something on this dog to repel ticks, we wouldn't have brought all these things home with us. We, we know that most of the chemicals that we feed our dogs for fleas and ticks or we put on our dogs for fleas and ticks, almost all of them do not repel the tick like when I put it on my pets, the tick bites, and then it dies. So there's no guarantee with these chemicals that you are going to prevent the, your pet from being bitten or prevent transmission of a tick-borne disease. So I don't recommend them because they're, they're really not solving the problem for you. So what we want to do is we want to repel them. There's a lot of ways that we can work at that, and sometimes we have to work at it in the environment, also internally with our dog and also externally with our dog. So internally, we can feed products that help make their blood taste bad. So the ticks are like, ew, I don't want to bite that. that like, they latch on and they go, ew, and they let go. 
So we have products that have garlic in them. Yes, garlic is safe for dogs. We have products that have neem, which is an herb that is a really, really good repellent and killer. So neem can be used topically or given orally. Um, So we can feed something to the dog that makes them taste bad. And then we can use something topically on the dog. So I love essential oils. A lot of the ones that we use contain either lemongrass or lavender or neem. Um, So things that, again, the ticks don't even like the smell of, so they don't even want to land on your dog. So if you know you're going, we used to camp a lot with our dogs. Uh, I remember one time we were in Gettysburg. There was tall grass everywhere and signs along the paths saying, stay on the paths, do not walk in the tall grass. We have a ton of ticks and Lyme disease is rampant. Well, I had essential oils on the dogs. I had the same essential oils on us. And um, and if you're using essential oils, make sure that they are pet safe, that they are formulated for pets, that it's not something that's going to be toxic because things that we can use on people, we can't necessarily use on pets. So make sure they are pet safe. Um, But we took our dogs all over that campsite, no problem, did not stay on the pads. Not one of us came home with a tick. So it was very effective. Uh, So I love topical essential oil sprays. Uh, There are also uh, shampoos and soaps that you can use if your pet has been exposed or you are out in the woods and and you're like, oh, crap, I think we brought some things home. Great. Let's give them a bath with uh, something that is going to kill the fleas and ticks that they might have brought home with them. Um, We can use we have powders that there's uh, one from Buck Mountain that contains diatomaceous earth, which dries out the exoskeleton, which is the outside of the tick. Uh, It also contains neem and yarrow, which are um, herbs that are pretty good at killing ticks. Um, And then if you are picking up ticks in your yard, there are things you can do in your yard. So where we live, we know we have a lot of ticks in our woods. Our fenced yard for the dogs is in a sunny, exposed, non-wooded area, and we don't have a lot of shrubbery and things with undergrowth because that's where the ticks like to hang out. They don't hang out in the middle of your sunny backyard. You can also treat your yard with uh, either food-grade diatomaceous earth, which would kill the immature stages of the ticks, or you can use beneficial nematodes, which are basically little bugs that eat the immature stages, the larvae, eggs, and nymphs of the ticks and fleas. So very, very effective. And then if you live in an area with a lot of deer, plant deer-resistant plants. So we actually have a blog on the website with uh, how to what you can plant in your yard that's deer-resistant. I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, deer love tulips. I planted a whole bunch of tulip bulbs. As soon as they came up, the deer came in my front yard and said, we're having dinner. So don't plant tulips if you have a lot of deer. I just planted some last year. <laughs> I've never planted anything in my life. I finally got some tulips. Yeah, they're going to eat them. Uh, they don't like iris, so uh, so you just find different things that the deer really don't like to eat, and so that way they're not going to be wanting to come into your yard area where your where your dogs are going to be running. Um, you know, certainly if you're hiking through the woods, you're, you have hunting dogs, then you're, you can't treat that environment, but you need to put something on your dog to repel. And I'll never forget, I took a um, a trip to Ohio for the Pointer National Specialty where I was asked to speak about holistic uh, treatments and supplements. And one of my clients had gotten me the speaking engagement. And so she was there competing with her dog. And with pointers, they have to go out in the field and actually do field trials and field testing. And so about 100 dogs and owners left in the morning. 
she had her natural lemongrass uh, essential oil spray that she put on herself and her dog. And everybody else had all their different chemicals on board. And when they came in at the end of the day, the only one who didn't have ticks was her. And the oh. next day, everybody used essential oils. <laughs> oh, that is so good to know. Now, do you carry these in your wonderful store, some of the products yes. that you mentioned? Yes. We have um, we have the parasite dust. We have something called, I think it's Bug Off, which is the oral product. Um, and then we have a couple of different companies that make essential oil sprays and soaps that are just great. So, um, you know, and all things that are definitely pet friendly we do have some that are cat friendly but cats are different i know this is a dog podcast but cats are different from dogs so if you're using a flea and tick product for your cats make sure that it is specifically labeled for kitty cats because a lot of things that dogs can tolerate cats cannot i'm going after this to your store i'm going to get some of this great stuff this is from amy i heard you on one of lisa's dog ear episodes where you mentioned acupuncture what conditions is that helpful with <laughs> it's more a question of what isn't it helpful with. I have used <laughs> I have used acupuncture to treat so many things. So we can use it to boost the immune system. We can use it for treating cancers. We can we certainly use a lot of it for arthritis problems, um, rebalancing the immune system, kidney failure, heart disease, uh, because what we're doing is. With acupuncture, we're basically working with energy and we're rebalancing the body and we're finding areas in the body where the energy is stuck or it's not flowing anymore. Um, so I know for people, you can reduce scarring. If you've had surgery and you've got scars, um, you can actually, because that's an area where there's stuck energy, there's scar tissue and, and energy and blood flow doesn't go through those areas as well. Um, one of my receptionists, her husband had horrible, horrible asthma, and they literally had a, this huge box of drugs delivered to their house every month to keep him breathing. And he actually was to the point where he couldn't go to work because his asthma was so bad. I said, why don't you try acupuncture? And she went to my acupuncturist with him, and within three months, he was off all medications. So we can use it for just about anything. It really is about rebalancing, realigning, um, kind of waking up things that might have been sleeping in the body and where energy was stuck or uh, the heart wasn't pumping blood as well. Or we've got, um, you know, areas of arthritis, uh, spinal disease, so many, the, the long back dogs, the bassets, the dachshunds, the corgis that have um, intervertebral disc disease. I mean, you can see it in any breed, but certainly the long back breeds, um, so many of them, we can return them to mobility. We can take that pain away. We can take the inflammation away. Um, and so when we're using acupuncture, if you're going to an acupuncturist, a lot of times they are going to include diet therapy. They're going to include herbal therapy. And a lot of acupuncturists also do some chiropractic work. So a lot of times it's finding different modalities that you can use together. Cold laser therapy is another one that I absolutely love. But, but I literally, I think I've used acupuncture to treat just about any ailment that's walked in my office, just depending on the animal. Um, and so not all animals really like to sit still with a, but the needles are very small. I was about to yeah. ask. So not all of them are good about it. And it kind of depends on their personality. So some of these hyper, more aggressive, like, yeah, don't touch me dogs, um, may not like their acupuncture. So I had one little guy who was actually, uh, 
one of the world's ugliest dogs, cute little um, hairless crested, uh, yes. cute, cute little guy. But he was in Chinese medicine, a wood personality, which is don't touch me. Don't make me do anything that I don't want to do. So and he was having seizure issues because he ran headfirst into a door and knocked himself out. And so I was like, okay, we can treat this with acupuncture. Seizures, that's a great one for acupuncture. I said, we can treat this. But he would allow me to get about three needles in. And so we use anywhere from one needle to I've used up to 60 at a time. And so this little guy, he said, yeah, three, you're done. (laughs) So (laughs) it's just a matter of picking your points very carefully. And then sometimes we'll do something called aquapuncture. So if they don't like to sit still and have the needles sitting there for 15 to 20 minutes, we can inject a little bit of saline or vitamin B12 into an acupuncture point. So that'll take just a second to do that. And they don't have to sit still and hold the needles in place. Um, We also can do laser acupuncture where we use the cold laser and we actually are stimulating the acupuncture point with the laser. So I had a couple of clients who were needle phobic and they're like, I just, I can't watch you do acupuncture with needles on my dog. I was like, okay, fine. We'll do it with cold laser. Is that fine? Yes, that's fine. So there's a lot of ways to approach it now. Um, but, and then we do electro acupuncture, which feels kind of like if you've ever had a TENS machine. So you put the needles in and you hook your, yeah, you too. And you hook your electrodes to it. And then we use different frequencies, whether we're trying to, um, so if, for instance, if we have a paralyzed dog, we'll use a frequency to stimulate the muscle twitching to get the muscles reminded of what they're supposed to do. Or if we have, um, deadened nerves and we're trying to get that nerve electro impulse going again, um, we'll use electro acupuncture a lot of times for that so there's a lot of different ways that it can be done and when you and and acupuncture really is an energy medicine and it's kind of like the if you put good energy in you get really good results Um, and I I can attest to that like if I was having a really bad day at work and I needed to do acupuncture it was one of those you need to clear your mind and clear the clutter before you go in and do this type of energy medicine, which really applies for any kind of medicine that we're doing, especially from a holistic standpoint. It really is a matter of the practitioner being in the right mindset. So if you are going for acupuncture and the doctor is just like zipping around like a maniac and everybody's frazzled, you need to take a few deep breaths and try to get the everybody else on board with the few deep breaths. <laughs> Let's all calm down. Oh, I love acupuncture and my husband goes too. And- it's great. And although, you know, once in a while, most of the time I don't feel it, but once in a while, it feels Oh, every mean. once in a while you hit a point, especially, a, you know, a trigger point where a muscle's in spasm. Yeah. I can see my dog just, <laughs> just jumping off the table. Now, all those things you mentioned for dogs, can you do that with people? The electromagnetic and the oh, yeah. therapy and the other? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. I've had all that done. I've had ozone injections, um, which I wasn't doing in my practice. And if I were in practice now, I would add that in as well. Um, so yeah, there's, there's just so many modalities that, that, and that's why I tell people never lose hope, um, because we just pull something else out and we just keep layering things on until we figure out what is it that your dog's body is saying, this is what I need to get me where I need to be. Now I have one quick question because my lab Benji, who has arthritis and he goes to aquatic therapy, they do cold laser therapy first, but it's a physical therapist doing it. I think he's just doing it around the area versus the acupuncture spot. Should I find someone to do it with the acupuncture spots or do you think it's okay? I mean, the guy's, you know, he's a PP. And- no, it works locally. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of different ways to, 
to approach that. But yeah, it works locally where you've got muscle soreness or where you're trying to get more. Because again, it's bringing in blood flow. It's bringing in nerve flow. Um, so we use it locally for arthritic joints. It, it really is extremely helpful. Um, and I'm, it, since you're going to a physical therapist, I'm sure they're checking the rest of the body. And I have had cases where um, somebody would come to me and say, well, I've been going to my vet and they were, did cold laser only. And they're like, yeah, they keep they keep doing cold laser on his his stifle joint because he tore a ligament there. And so we keep going, and the dog's just not getting any better. And then when I would do the full like chiropractic exam or acupuncture exam on them, where we're looking at the whole body and not getting laser focused on one, <laughs> you know. And it's, sometimes that happens. Like you get tunnel vision. It's like, oh, he tore his cruciate. I got to treat the knee. It's like, yeah, except nobody is addressing the muscle spasms that are occurring up in the, around the spine in the area where the nerves that supply that cruciate ligament are coming from. So, you know, if we don't take care of what's going on in other areas of the body that are feeding that area, then it, it, it doesn't hold. Basically, the treatment doesn't hold. It just, you keep coming back and back and back. So a lot of times it's really finding out what, what else might be going on in conjunction with this and really, you know, doing a nose to tail. Like, what's the spine feel like all the way along? Um, where do we have a muscle spasm? Maybe we need to laser that area as well or put an acupuncture needle in it or a, a myofascial release or trigger point release, whatever it is. So... That's so, yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I do know somebody that does the acupuncture and the chiropractic. So, all right, Benji, get ready for more. <laughs> We're adding on. Dr. Judy, you are such a gem. Tell us all the ways we can find you. And you have a fantastic podcast that we advertise here. Everyone be sure to listen to Dr. G's podcast. You're just such a wealth of information. I love getting to talk to you. It's, it's just, I feel blessed. And uh, yeah, so give us your information. The website is drjudymorgan.com. And we actually just also got naturallyhealthypets.com. It leads you all to the same place. Um, so it makes it easy. Uh, and uh, we are on Facebook as Dr. Judy Morgan's Naturally Healthy Pets. Um, Instagram, Dr. Judy Morgan. YouTube, Dr. Judy Morgan. We are actually, we are on Pinterest now as well. We are all over the place. So we've got books on Amazon and uh, our educational website is drjudyu.com, but you can get to that through drjudymorgan.com. Fantastic. All right, everybody keep coming back to Dog Ear. Dr. Judy is here the first Monday of every month and it is such a joy. I learned so much and I know you do too. Dr. Judy, thanks again. Thank you. Make sure to follow Dr. Judy, check out her website, and I'm going to go there now and buy some things for my babies. 